What's going on, guys? Thank you for tuning back into the Heavyweight Podcast. It's your boy, Jeffrey. And your boy, Sean. Yo, what's good? Thank you for tuning back in for episode three, bringing back uh, somebody that I've known now for about three years. Probably has one of the coolest names that I've ever fucking come across. Bobby Magnus, a.k.a. Bobby fucking Magnum. What's going on, man? How are you doing? I'm good, man. Thanks for having me on. It's, uh, it's really good. I, uh, I really actually appreciate you reaching out, um, wanting to come on the show. I feel like I haven't uh, talked to you in a little bit. And so it'd give us kind of a good opportunity to kind of catch up and kind of talk about, you know, what we've, uh, what we've been doing over the last few years. Yeah. So, um, obviously like we met through like Ambrose baseball, um, obviously it didn't like last long at Ambrose, but, um, yeah, I met a lot of cool guys there, Jeff included. I never got the opportunity to meet Sean, um, I'm sure we would have hit it off. Like everyone at Ambrose usually I met was like good dude. Like obviously like great people there, but um obviously it didn't last long for me because I had other plans for my future. But um yeah, it was a great time. Like I like met a lot of good dudes there, Jeff included. Um, but yeah, it was, it's been interesting three years and I like I wish I would have kept up with you guys more, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, I kind of feel like that's something that happens with time, you know, over time, especially, you know, with people that you meet in college, like you went like a different direction. I'm a few years older than Sean, I kind of went a different direction. Like, I feel like that's something that just that kind of happens. But it's, it's kind of nice to be able to kind of circle back and, and touch base with, you know, the, the good people that you meet. Um, I think it's kind of funny that, you know, Ambrose was about like the size of my high school. I don't know about you guys. Mm-hmm. But, you know, just the fact that, you know, going there for a few years, you know, not even running across Sean. You know, it's what such a small world. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely, man. Because I know you, Bobby, you, you, so you were from like the QC. Yeah. For those that don't know, you know, St. Ambrose, we all went to the same college, St. Ambrose University in Davenport, Iowa. So you like, you grew up in Davenport, right? Or Bettendorf, like right across the bridge. Yeah. So I grew up in Davenport, like ironically college, like the Ambrose campus was actually closer to my house than uh, high, my high school was. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> so it was always like kind of interesting to me to just be like, Hey, like my college is like literally like a mile closer to my house instead of my high school. So it was kind of like, I knew everything, uh, I knew every, like where to go, like where like, good food is, blah, 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 all the good stuff. And like, I feel like a lot of people like ask me like, um, especially like my roommate T Frank, shout out him, what a homie. Uh, but he, <laughs> he was like, always asked me questions about Davenport and I would be like, yeah, go here, go this, do this, go here if you want to, like, blah, blah, blah. Um, so I got, like, a lot of that, like, uh, a lot of questions about, like, where to go and stuff. Um, so, yeah, it was kind of interesting perspective, I guess, to be, like, uh, just go to college in my hometown. Um, mm-hmm. But that was also kind of something I didn't really, like, love either. Like, I, Yeah. Um, and after that, like, one year I went there, I was like, I kind of just want to get out of here, too. No, I feel you. That's uh, that's something I was going to ask you because I feel like, you know, part of like growing up, you know, you go to you go to school, you go to high school and it's like that's kind of like the thing of like going to college. And like that's like the first opportunity that we have growing up of like getting away from home. Mm-hmm. So how do you feel like it was, you know, kind of going to Ambrose, like in your backyard, like you said, like Ambrose was closer than your high school to your house? Um, I mean, it was fine. Like, uh, obviously, there were like a lot of guys I knew that like also stayed home for like whatever reason like they had jobs they didn't go to college immediately uh etc like all those reasons so i had like a bunch of like people i knew that were still like around uh which was like also fine like i still hung out with those people as well um but like also like it was just like 
I went home to do laundry, so I got to like save money doing that. Uh, I would go mm-hmm. home for like meals. Um, I still like I was, on the weekends. Uh, yeah, like even during the week, sometimes like it wasn't hard to like go home and like have dinner with my parents, which is probably like a lot of uh, something like a lot of people would like. Um, yeah. So it was like a bunch of stuff like that. It was like a comfortability thing. But then like after that year, I was like, okay, like I kind of want to go like be on my own, like live on my own, learn how to just like be by yeah, myself. Like kind of get away from home, get a little bit more independence. No, I, I totally get that. Um, I mean, like, I feel like for most people, you kind of did it like a different route. Like, I mean, most people that, you know, let's say that, you know, you grew up and you, and you went to Ambrose. I know a lot of people would have just done the commute, but like, at least you went on, you know, you stayed in the dorms, kind of did like the away from home, mm-hmm. like for the most part, which I think was, you know, beneficial for you for that year as in like making friends, meeting people, mm-hmm. still kind of living that college life, but like not necessarily being so far from home. Yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> Yeah, so that was like that was also good too to like eat, like have some independence and be like a freshman in college, which is like probably like honestly one of the most important year of college because you're just like adjusting, like you're meeting a bunch mm-hmm. of new people and like getting away for the first time. Um, but also just like the thing of like playing baseball, like kind of wanted like my parents to, like see me play baseball and it like wasn't too hard for them to like come watch me either. So that was also also yeah. like a. Like a big important thing for me as well, just like uh, have the opportunity for like my parents to like still watch me play too. Yeah, pretty easy for your parents to make that commute over to Modern Woodman. Yeah. Shout out Ambrose. The one, the one real good thing about the baseball program is the field that we played on was Modern Woodman Park, which is a minor league park, yeah, which was fucking gorgeous. That was so beautiful. Yeah, it was dude. beautiful, dude. Down on the water, right on the Mississippi. That just gets like flooded every fucking year, which is just like, I know, I know, <laughs> kind of shitty. I know, but... just. Just your luck going to Ambrose. Yeah. So is was baseball the thing that brought you to Ambrose? Uh yeah. That was like uh, a big part of it, yeah. Um but also like my sister was in the uh physical therapy program, which is like also like very good there. Um and I like originally that was like my plan out of high school was to go do like physical therapy and they had that like uh track one track two program where it's like hey you can do like three years of undergrad and then like two years of grad school and then like you can get out in like five five and a half years or uh mm-hmm. whatever the length was so like originally that was my plan um obviously that didn't end up working but um i did like um just like the class structure and like all the professors i had there were like all super nice and they felt like they actually like cared about me mm-hmm. uh, which was important as well um so like i don't regret like obviously like going there like i met yeah like a lot of like cool people like the professors were really like great um but yeah it just didn't end up working out yeah no i feel you so what what kind of steered you in the direction to leave i know you said you kind of wanted to get a little a little bit farther from home but like was there anything specific with iowa that kind of drew your attention and kind of wanted you to you know gravitate towards that route uh yeah so like iowa like it's in iowa city um and so, like, Davenport, Iowa City, that's, like, hour, a little under an hour drive, mm-hmm. too. So, that was, like, um, an important thing just be, like, okay, I can, like, be away, but I can also, like, go home if I need to in, like, an emergency. And luckily, since yeah. I've been here, there hasn't been, like, that much stuff where I'm, like, oh, I have to go home. Um, so, that was good. Also, like, the health and human physiology program here is, like, top notch as well. Um, so that was like also big with me. Uh, I wanted to go somewhere that I was like, okay, like 
I can like push myself. Like the professors here are also like awesome. Um, yeah. And like, again, like people I met here, like all been very like cool, like cool people, like very helpful. Um, and like the education I've gotten here has been like fantastic as well. It's been great. Yeah. I kind of feel like that, that is one of the benefits from Ambrose, Sean. I don't know if you can, uh, if you can second this, but that is one of the things that I really loved about Ambrose was like the small compact structure of the classes. Mm-hmm. It wasn't like overwhelming. So kind of like what you said, you know, the professors care, you know, it's intimate. You can ask questions and not kind of get overwhelmed when, you know, and when you go to like those large universities and you, you know, sometimes have like 80 to a hundred people in your class, it's like, how the fuck do you differentiate all your different students that you only have for one semester? Yeah. Like, so also like that too, like when I first got here, like the first class I took sophomore year was like, uh, uh chemistry. And I'm in this like lecture hall with like three, 400 kids and like every seat's taken. You're like, this is completely different. Um, so it was also like a culture shock a little bit. It took an adjustment period, like a semester adjustment period as well. Like just to get used to things and be like, oh, this is how class structures are. But like, even like, so like you get those um, classes where they're all are like 30, 40 people, 20, 30 people. Um, and then even like those big classes, you have discussion se- sections with like TAs. So like those sections have like 15, 20 people in them as well. So that like is okay. It's not like overwhelming in that aspect too, because like those TAs were also like pretty good um, as well. So like that was I I never was like someone to ask questions like those big lecture halls. That's like extremely intimidating to me. <laughs> so I would always just like don't don't want to sound stupid asking a dumb yeah, question. Yeah, I would have been like, like oh <laughs> shit, this professor thinks I'm an idiot if I ask like something yeah. stupid. So I would always just like wait to like or I'd send them an email or something like privately or like I just wait till like. Uh, I got to uh, the discussion section and just like discuss whatever questions I had with my TA. No, I feel you. So I know you said that, you know, it took about like a, like a semester to kind of adjust, but like, what do you think was probably the biggest like overall difference um, from Ambrose to Iowa? You know, like the biggest change that you faced that maybe was a bit of a struggle. Um, I would obviously like probably honestly, like the class, like, structure it was like a lot more competitive um and a lot more people were like i guess like trying harder um and mm-hmm. i guess like even that early on because you get those like weed out classes like freshman sophomore even like a little bit of like the early junior years um so it was like it made me like because I, I got away with like probably not trying my hardest at ambrose and like getting decent grades um and then i got to iowa and i kind of like still like had that mentality like oh i don't need to like try like super hard and then it yeah. kind of like backfired the first semester and i'm like oh okay i need to like get my shit started creeping up on you a little yeah. bit like hey you can't fuck around here boy. yeah i know and it's like <laughs> then like you get especially the like, health and human physiology department all these kids like that like eventually go into med school and like they all have to get like straight a's um, so that also like kind of pushed me too. was like, okay, I need to like actually like put like X amount of like time into studying more like, um, and like with like baseball too. Like when I was playing baseball, it was like, I mean, it was still hard. Like it just like had like very little free time during the week. So, I mean, you still had mm-hmm. a grind. Yeah. But like it was freshman classes. So they're not like super strenuous and hard. Yeah. But then like once like I got out of that and, uh, I like didn't play baseball anymore 
and I just like had like a lot more time to study. I was like, okay, I'm just gonna like obviously use this time to study or like do or like go to work or like blah blah blah, work out. Um, so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was like a lot easier. It was it was hard adjustment to like actually like time manage well, but like I eventually learned how to do it. Obviously, it just took like a learning curve. No, I feel you. I feel like that's something that a lot of people don't realize. Um, it doesn't matter like what sport or like extracurricular activity that you're doing. It's like when you're doing like those activities outside of the classroom, they are extremely time consuming. So like having to juggle all that stuff can be difficult and it can be like a little overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. You know, I would agree. Like, um, and then even so like, I like, I would learn, I would like ask my TAs like, Hey, uh, or go to office hours. Like, I mean, office hours are like very much encouraged here. Like obviously there were at Ambrose, but like, um ambrose it's probably easier because like you are like more like closer to professors like the class sizes aren't like that hard and or like not that big but like comparatively to like uh iowa like you've got to like actually like put in time to like learn uh and like get to know your professors so that was like also kind of something like and i was like hey like i don't like i went to a small college before this like and I was an athlete and now I'm kind of adjusting to just be like a normal college student. I don't really know how to like do this or like use my time as like well as I wanted to. Um, so like it took again, like it was just like go to like office hours, like email my professors, like ask other uh, kids in my class, like, hey, what do you guys do? Um, so it was just like a gun again, just like asking a lot of questions uh, initially as well. Yeah, no, I feel you. So are you're, you're still at you're still at Iowa, right? Yeah, I graduate in a month, man. <laughs> fucking congratulations so thank you man tell me this is this is this is kind of a question for for both of you guys how has the schooling been for the last year kind of with covid remote zoom classes and all that kind of tell me a little bit about like your experience with quote-unquote zoom university that's kind of been like the tag on it zoom university um oh sean you want to go yeah sure okay I've been listening to you the whole time. Yeah, absolutely, man. I've been talking a lot. That's all you, man. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta remember, he's co-hosting this. Yeah, show, absolutely, right? go ahead. Yeah, I've been talking too much, man. No, you all good. But yeah, it's been. I think there's been some ups from it, and then also some downs, because like the bullshit classes, like I don't really have to go to anymore. I can kind of just like say like, oh, I'm on Zoom, but not really there. So that kind of helps with that. But then again that could like take away from my education and like it could get me in a bad rut to where like i'm not used to going to classes all the time so i don't know if you can relate to that at all um yeah so like i guess like even like when they like to put all those like online classes like last spring that was just like super weird because like um i mean there was like classes where there are like labs and stuff I had and you're like how am I going to do this like lab virtually like I need to be hands-on um so I'm like, like what's going on and like it worked out yeah but like it's just like it's been like the same way ever since then too it's like I've had like online labs and like that to do practicals like online you're like how like I should do this hand like hands-on like this is like what I'm going to do at my job like <laughs> this would be like a lot better to do like I guess just like hands on, but it's it's been weird. Like I got, I mean we've been through it, but I don't know. It's I would rather like go to in person classes personally. I feel like I learned that better, but yeah, I don't know. It's just yeah. it's been very 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 weird. 
Same here. I just like miss, no, no. I miss the personal interaction, like with just going to class with all your buddies and stuff like that. Not really like that anymore because they're either like hybrid classes, so like not all, not everyone's there. Or, I mean, it's online, but completely different. Man. No, I feel you, dude. I couldn't even imagine. So it's like question for you, Bobby, is like with those bigger classes, like how do they regulate who's who's going to class and and doing shit with so many people? You said classes of two to three hundred people. There's no way all those people are going in onto a Zoom meeting. Yeah. So like I've really had like a ton of big classes um, since like this has started. Like I kind of got out of those last big class I kind of had was just like fundamentals of human fizz. Um, and that was like last spring. And we, and like after like everything, we just went online and they kind of just like, were like, Hey, this is asynchronous. Like get these lectures done by like X date before the exam. Um, so like that was, that was kind of weird, but like ever since like the fall semester has begun and you and this semester, they're kind of like, there's been like select, like the classes, the higher like level of like 3000, 4000 level classes. Um, those have mostly been like in person or, uh, having a class right now it's like either you can go or you can do it on zoom so but like i do have another one another class right now that has a lab and it's like hey this was originally supposed to have 12 people in this lab but like obviously it's like no you can't have 10 people in a room or more than 10 people in a room so we have like six each six go one week six go the other and then like excuse me uh during like the people that actually have to go, they like do like whatever we do in lab. And then like the people who don't go are just like it's an asynchronous activity. So they're just like doing their own thing. But yeah, it kind of sucks because that lab's at 8 a.m. And you're like, cool. Like I have to wake up at like 7.30 and like go to this lab every other week when I could just like chill the other weeks. But it is what it <laughs> no, is. I feel you. I feel you, dude. Definitely, it's 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 kind of weird, you know, with the COVID protocols and everything. And it's like, who even knows when this when this pandemic is going to be over, if yeah. it ever even is mm-hmm. going to end. But I mean, you guys are both graduating next month. What are what are your big plans after graduation? It's a big milestone, dude. I'm lost. I don't know what to do. <laughs> that and that's that's totally okay because I feel like a lot of people are in are in you know that seat where it's like, okay, now that I'm about to finish, like what next? And it's kind of like that what next moment that, you know, like Logan Paul always talks about, you set like these huge lofty goals and you finally accomplish them. And then you're sitting there on the mountaintop, like, okay, yeah. like what now, you know, Cause like, do you have any ideas on like what, what you want to go into? Like part of me wants to, you know, just go get a job like everyone does. But then there's like another part of me that's one that wants to like, just go after my business, like go after this podcast kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm just like stuck in between that. Like, what do I do? Who's to say that? Who's to say that you can't do both? True. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Because I feel like, you know, you went to school for four years. You might as well use that degree to like get something that kind of gives you a little leverage and will be able to, you know, put some kind of money in your pocket to open up, you know, some of the other gates. I mean, that that's that's my personal opinion. I'm not saying that that's what you have yeah. to do, but why not do that and then kind of grow that other stuff on the side. You know, while so you can have multiple streams of revenue. Yeah, that's been my main plan. You know, because wh- what's your major again? Marketing. Marketing. Okay, so I mean, dude, fucking marketing. You could do anything yeah. with that. 
that's so wide and it's like people, especially now in this, in this digital age where everything's online, people are constantly looking for creators, designers, you know, people to bring like a, a whole new spark to the marketing teams. I feel like that's something you could definitely utilize hundred percent. What's your plan, Bobby? I'm also in the same boat as Sean, man. Like <laughs> it, it was, it was interesting. Cause, uh, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. It's I, again, I'm just, I'm stuck also. It's weird. What were you going to say, Sean? Oh no, I think I hit, hit that button on that. Oh, I just, oh, yeah, I, I saw that too. I saw it clicking. It, it said Sean raised his hand. Um, <laughs> Shout out Zencaster. We're trying out Zencaster yeah. for the, for the first time for the audio. Um, but like I said, you know, it's, it's totally okay for you to feel kind of lost. I mean, dude, at the end of the day, like we're all super young. It's okay. I don't know, Bobby, do you watch Gary V? Um, no, but I've you definitely, know I know who he is, but I don't really watch him now. I mean, he's a big advocate to anybody that's under 30. Like, it's okay. Try new things, take risks. Like we're at the age right now, like where we should be taking those risks. You know, none of us have kids, knock on, knock on wood. You know, none of us have crazy obligations that are like tying us down into like one certain spot. So we might as well take risks, try new things, you know? Yeah. Like there's just, I don't know. There, it's weird. It's very, very weird. It's a weird time, man. There's just like, it feels like there's a very much lack of opportunity because of all this stuff and we're like getting really screwed because we're like very, like, we're just, like even last summer, like when we should have been like getting internships, getting jobs, getting like experience. Mm-hmm. And then that guy like screwed us over. And then you're like, I don't have any experience in like what I want to do. Um, yeah. Just, no, I mean, I, weird, I totally man. feel you. That's yeah, just weird. I feel like that's that's something that companies, you know, if they are going to move forward, especially hiring people, you know, fresh out of college and whatnot, they have to realize. I mean, it's we've we've all been going through it. Like that's not your fault that you weren't able to land down an internship because companies weren't bringing interns in and everybody's been working remote. Yeah, it's like what the fuck do they expect you to do? Yeah. <laughs> it's just yeah, it was a bad situation, man. It's uh, it's it's definitely been a crazy time this last year. How have you? kind of handled everything with the pandemic, man, with the fucking lockdown, you know, spending a lot of time like in your room and shit. Cause I mean, for the first like four months, dude, like it was crazy to see anybody out on the streets. Like lockdown was real. Yeah. I just like, it was weird. Cause like I did like go home, like immediately when they told us to come home. And then like, I went back to Iowa city for like a week and like hung out with my roommate. And then um, I had like come home again. So that was like the only person I saw for like three months. I was like my friend, you know, like I just like, that was the only person I physically saw other than like my family. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was just weird. Like too, like I didn't see like probably like all my friends, all my buddies, like until probably like June, something around there again, mm-hmm. even then we were still like, I mean, skeptical about that stuff and like, yeah, it's just I don't know. It was just it was it was it was an overall just like depressing situation because like it's like they I was 21 last year, so like that also sucked. Like you're like, oh, we should be. Free. That's supposed to be the year that you're fucking going out Ex- and you're going ham. Exactly, you're tw- the big 21. Yeah, and then you're like, oh crap, I've just like 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 rot my parents' house and just like play mm-hmm. video games all the time. Like it just, it was boring. Yeah. I can't do anything. Like a fucking potato on the couch. Yeah. I don't know about you guys, man, but I spent so much fucking time like by myself. I was depressed as fuck for a while. Same dude, yeah. You know, sitting alone on Call of Duty and shit. It's like, what the fuck? Like a hermit, dude. Got the blackout (laughs) curtains, dude. I'm sitting here in the dark playing Call of Duty or whatever the fuck it may be for 12 hours a day, losing my mind. Yeah, Yeah, I was watching Netflix till like 7 a.m. And we go to bed to like It's crazy, man. And I feel like, (laughs) 
after this last year, I don't know about you guys, but like, I still kind of find myself sometimes going out in public, like at the store or whatever, even just like talking to some of the workers or like getting my haircut where I just feel fucking awkward, dude. Mm-hmm. I've lost a little bit of like that social pet. Oh yeah, same. Yeah, <laughs> you know, spent so much time inside and shit. Like, yeah, I'm I'm on the phone a lot for work and I got Zoom meetings and like I talk to people, but like haven't like gone out to like any crazy gatherings, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's weird. How have you been kind of handling it, Sean? I mean, it's it's still something that's that's still going on to this day. You know, it's still kind of yeah, eerie I think out I've there. Kind of gotten used to it by now because it's been what over a year now. Yeah, yeah, like like are people still having parties and shit at Ambrose? Or like what's going on, dude, with like yeah. the whole college life? Yeah, there's still like parties and people going out, but it's like not as much as it used to be. Like you can definitely tell. Yeah, I do. I do have a question because I did see something online. What the fuck happened to Carriage House? <laughs> isn't it isn't it isn't it like completely different now than when I went there? God. It's, it's like they got like different. a VIP section and like tables and booths and shit now. Like what's going on at Carriage House? Dude, they like upped it up. They did. Like is it weird? Like is it lit? It's kind of the same, honestly. But really? Just, but now you have to like wait in line to get in. They only let so many people in. So I mean, that that's probably cuz of COVID. Yeah. Yeah. Is it, or are they just kind of, kind of given like that more like VIP yeah. exclusive feel yeah. to Carriage House? Like, come exactly. on, it's a college bar. No, that place was a fucking dump, dude. There was always fucking water and shit and spilled <laughs> drinks all over the floor. It was disgusting. The place was so in the gross, bathroom. <laughs> it's like no fucking stall that was door. The spot dude. to be no stall doors, <laughs> no soap, yeah, like, no yeah. paper towels, and just like fucking, fucking like barrel, like. <laughs> But like that, that was the place to go, dude. Why'd they fuck up the vibe? I don't know, man. It's not the same. You know, like what what is there to do? I mean, it's like, do people have parties at the townhouses or the houses or what? Because I know, I know like when I was there, they were super fucking strict, you know, about having parties and shit, like even at the houses off campus. I think like we're honestly one of the only ones. Y'all's the rage house, huh? I guess. Because who do you live with? You live with CJ and Nick, yeah. right? Uh, dude, y'all probably get teed up with the cheer team and whatnot. Oh, yeah. Going crazy. But yeah, it's definitely toned down the, than what it used to be. It's not the same, bro. I mean, because I feel like that that's, you know, that's part of it. You know, the whole college experience, like going out, having parties, oh, yeah. meeting people, meeting girls, hooking up with girls. Like, you know, like that's that's part of it. Like what's going on in Iowa? Is it still popping? Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, so... <laughs> Bobby said, "Oh yeah." Obviously, like Iowa has like a reputation of being like a huge party school, and like it's still like mm-hmm. that. Um, but it was like super like weird in the fall semester because like obviously COVID was still like raging, and mm-hmm. like so like if you had to go out, it would like hey you have to like call and like make a reservation and like for like a table somewhere, and they like only let like a certain amount of people in. So that was like I just like never went out in the fall. I would go to like parties because like our neighbors like like a huge rugby guy and he like had parties all the time. So I just went over there. Um, but now like since like everything's open like in Iowa it has like no masks anymore. It's kind of just like go like you can go out. It's like normal again. So like that was like super nice at least. It's no no masks in Iowa. No masks. Everybody's out just fucking raging, yeah, sucking face, yeah. spreading the virus. Same thing. Yeah, it's just like. Bars are damn, full. So basically, so basically, it's like COVID. What? It's not even a thing anymore in Iowa. They, damn. Yeah, no, not really. Honestly, 
That's crazy. What was I? I went to I visited Iowa City a few times and went out to the bars. What was that crazy pizza place downtown? It was like Aztec, yeah. Mesa, 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 Mesa. Five dollars, four dollar slices, dude. But they were huge yeah, and like dude. crazy flavors, like mac and cheese and like all types of crazy shit. Mesa, yeah, dude. I was just actually I remember went that. there last weekend. That place smacks. It's open till like three a.m. So that's where like everyone. I was, was. drunk as fuck <laughs> when I went there. What about that burrito place? Punch? That was right down the road. Yeah. Place is open until like 4 a.m. too. Yeah. That place was all right, dude. I was blacked out when I went there. <laughs> Lines out the doors. You ever been to, you, you ever been to Iowa City, Sean? No, not to the bars there, no. I'll definitely say, bro, in your time at Ambrose, I know you only got a month left. Try to squeeze out and go to Iowa City, dude. It was uh, it was fun as fuck. Yeah, recommend it, dude. Yeah, there. come up, man. It's seriously, it's a it was fucking awesome time. Dude, if we're if we're talking about Ragers. It makes me it makes me think of that one homecoming memory with you, Bobby. You remember Sam Rowland? Of course, yeah. Of, of course, course you do, Sean. You remember Sam? You remember Sam from Minnesota? No, I don't think so. I just remember that you guys are both from Minnesota. So Sam played baseball and I remember I think Sean, you were there. This is when Bobby was at Ambrose his freshman year. What year was that? Was that seventeen? Seventeen, eighteen, yeah. Seventeen and eighteen. You were at Ambrose, right, Sean? 17 and 18, I think yeah, that you were a, a sophomore. Year. Or that was your freshman year as well. Okay, so you guys are the same age. Mm-hmm. But I remember that homecoming. That was like when homecoming got banned after that. When like I was on top of the truck hitting cans and shit with like my shirt off. We were drunk as fuck. And the cops came up and we went back to your crib. You remember, Bobby? Oh, yeah, I did. Yeah. We went back to your house. Like your parents were out of town. It's like some high school vibes. <laughs> we're getting fucking turned up. Trevor's puking in the bathroom. And that's when we went to uh, we went to Chipotle, and I did like that burrito challenge, and I got that massive like eight pound burrito. You remember Mitchell from the bowling team, Sean? Yeah, he was working at Chipotle, and he hooked me oh up with like God. it was like five tortillas. <laughs> I, I got a picture on my phone, dude. It was like eight pounds, and he's like, "Dude, if you can eat this whole thing, I'll give you like three free coupons for the next times you come in." And I ate like. 90% of it. I was so close, about to puke it all up. And he's like, fuck it here. But I'll never forget that memory with you, Bobby. That shit was fucking crazy. That was like the fattest burrito I've ever seen in my life. Dude, that was <laughs> yeah. so big. <laughs> he was like, bet you won't. And I was like, bet I will. We were drunk as fuck. Remember we took an Uber there and like Trevor was about to puke in the Uber. Trevor like came like over and then like I had like Tostitos <laughs> and like this gigantic thing of like queso. He yeah, just like, he, ate all- <laughs> he put all the chips on my coffee table and just like ate the entire thing of queso with it too. Like, you fucking oh asshole! My God. Shout out, shout out to Faley up in Minnesota, more of all places up in Minnesota, dude. Working at fucking uh, working at Mercy. No, it's Mayo Clinic. Mayo. Clinic. Oh yeah, Fuck. good I for him, dude. He's he's working at Mayo Clinic. Yo, shout out Trevor Faley. He's actually having a baby. Are you serious? Next month. Good for him. He's man. having a baby. Good for you, Trevor. Shout out, man. Memories forever. Ambrose for life. I think that's crazy that that I fucking met you at Ambrose. I also met Sean. Like, what was I know, Bobby? You only went there for a year, but like, what was your guys's like overall experience at Ambrose, man? Because those are some of the best times of my life. I'm not even gonna lie. I think I like the smaller campus. Yeah, interaction because you get to know like a lot more people, and you're I feel you be a lot closer with them. And I can agree too. It's changed my life. I've met so many like great friends here. So many fucking people, dude. I think that college just as a whole is is something good for 
for people to go out and like get a fresh start, yeah, a brand new chapter, like a new beginning almost. Like you can almost go to college and like reinvent yourself, you know, because it's like you go to college, yeah, you might go with some some hometown friends or whatever, but like for the for the most part, like nobody there knows you. Nobody knows who you were in high school. Nobody knows who you were in middle school, whatever it may be. Like it's a fresh start. And I think that that was something that that was huge for me at least. Cause like it was coming out of kind of like a dark time in my life. I was kind of like on the rebound, kind of found a new direction. It's like going to Ambrose, dude, making so many friends, playing baseball, meeting all those people, like turning into brothers. Like I loved it, man. I loved Ambrose. I miss that shit all the fucking time. I'm always thinking about memories at Ambrose. <laughs> Yeah, man, like, honestly, me and Benda, like, we just had, like, last time I would, like, hung out with him, shout out, Benda. Um, but yeah, we really, last time we, like, hung out, we were like, yeah, freshman year was probably, like, the funnest year of college. You're just, like, a hooligan, mm-hmm. like, just, like, did whatever, like, had a great time. Dude. Cosgrove. Yeah, Cosgrove. <laughs> she was gross, man. This is so nasty. Yo, shout out Luke Benda, though, dude. I forgot that that was your roommate. No, it was T-Frank. Or T-Frank, 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 but Luke Benda. Dude, all those guys. They're 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 finishing out their senior years, man, on the baseball team. Yeah, dude. Coglin, Swole Cole, that get, that Max dude. Rump, shout out all those fucking goons, man. I love all those guys. Cole has like the biggest arms I've ever seen. No. Oh my the god, guy, dude. He's got huge. bigger. Yeah. Got bigger. Swole Cole, dude. Like, that's just the nickname. Like that that's the second coolest name. I still think Bobby Magnum's the number one, <laughs> but like Swole Cole. And he fucking earned that shit. Dude, he was so big, man. He's so big now. He was so big, dude. So athletic, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think that was I think that was the biggest thing though for me, at least with Ambrose, was like with baseball, like meeting so many people. Like I still talk to Barreto. Mm-hmm. Um, I still talk to like Max. I talked to fucking Peyton Minder. He's doing my summer, uh, my summer shred program. Mm-hmm. I talked to Kesselmeyer still. Like Ambrose and like baseball was like, I feel like set me up with like some friendships that I'm going to carry on for the rest of my life. Like I'm so close as fuck with Faley, Peter, like all those guys, dude, like lifelong friends. Yeah, dude. Like oh, yeah. I still like, I, I, I've been like bad about this. Like actually I was home for Easter and I FaceTime Mike and I was like, he didn't answer. And then Max hit me. Cox? Like, yeah. Cox. <laughs> He's like apparently like pissed drunk. And I was like, okay whatever um yeah. and then max hit me up and it was like going out tonight we did end up like me and my buddy from home like we did just go out downtown but we didn't go we didn't meet up with them or anything but yeah i've been, I've been wanting to hang out with them before college ends i haven't seen those guys in a fucking grip dude i think i think the last time that i was at ambrose was not this last october but the october before mm-hmm. i went back for for homecoming stayed with trevor um and like saw everybody, dude. Like went to carriage, went across to Rock Island, dude. Like I fucking missed it. Yeah. Got drunk as a fucking skunk, dude, and woke up in some random dude's apartment with like six other people there with a bottle of Tito's between my fucking legs. There you go, man. <laughs> like, dude, that, that's how <laughs> that's how it is, man. It's the experience. Yeah, dude. It's kind of crazy thinking back on all, all the wild times that we have. Like I still got Snapchat memories of like us down in Florida, Bobby, mm-hmm. walking around, smoking the cigars, walking down the street when we were down there on our fucking baseball trip. Yeah, dude. And like thinking about us getting trouble, like drunk as fuck out at the pool. Like, <laughs> dude. Uh, dude. Those are memories I'm going to have forever, bro. For real. Goofy stuff, man. Goofy. You know? Good times, though. Good times. Sean, you got to tell us, bro. How was the birthday celebration? Thinking about raging makes me think oh about that Snapchat God, story that dude. you put up. How was the birthday celebration? Dude, I got so fucked up. 
I don't even remember it. <laughs> what were you drinking? Uh, what what'd you start with? Because I feel like that's all you're going to remember. Because once you hit a certain point, you guys know. Once you hit a certain point throughout the night, you start drinking fucking oh, whatever. Yeah. And it all just turns to a blur. <laughs> I started with Ciroc. But it was like one of those smaller oh, bottles. B-Day celebration. Like you bougie as fuck. Come bottles. on. I had the whole small bottle. That's what I started what with. What flavor? Green apple? Don't tell me it was green apple. No, it was like peach, I think. Ooh, peach. Okay, okay. I can get behind that. Yeah, so I had that whole bottle before I went out. And then people just bought me countless shots. Mm-hmm. And I I blacked the fuck out. Bro. Did you guys go to carriage or where'd you guys go? I think so. Dude, I, he says, I, I think I so. He's that remember. fucking drunk. That was the big 2 1, right? No, I was 22. But oh, I, 22, I was able 22. To go out last year for my birthday. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Big 22, man. Even though we're all still young as fuck. I'm the oldest one. I'm 25. But fuck, mm-hmm. dude, we're still all young as shit. <laughs> Makes me feel like a grandpa talking to you guys, dude. <laughs> but. I do. I do definitely want to jump into this because me, 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 and uh, me and Bobby were talking about this before we got on for the show. Um, he kind of wanted to talk a little bit about fitness, dude. Oh, yeah. Jump into it because he listened to he listened to episode two and kind of listened to us talk about you know social media and just the entire fitness industry and and he's on his own workout journey that I want to touch on. So, kind of give me uh, just a quick little synapse on like what what your take is on the fitness industry. Oh, it's a hundred percent bullshit, dude. 100%. 100% so fucking full of shit. <laughs> Everyone's all fucking like on roids. Oh, Shred- finally, dude, shredded you know. in 90 days. Yeah, like, no, that's not happening, dude. Like, but you just it's like, it's HGH and then like maybe, but like your average guy is not going to get shredded. No, not a fucking shot uh-huh. in hell. Not a shot. No, dude. And so it's like bullshit like that. Like, it's just like all these like guys on Instagram – like YouTube, all this like bullshit. They're like, yeah, I'm going to like eat like a burger and like this like steak and like <laughs> just all this like, I mean, this is like full protein. Yeah. But then it's just, like a bunch of mm-hmm. like, a, like ice cream and they're like, yeah, I'm still like 5% body fat, like eight, like eight pack. And you're like, this is so unrealistic, dude. Like you're obviously on steroids. Like this is so unlike attainable. I know, dude. It's, and I don't even necessarily think that it's, it's just the fitness industry. I think it's social media in general. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I don't know if you guys saw, like, I, I reposted on my story, like, some TikTok that shows that, like, they were showing, like, all this technology and, like, all these apps. Like, dude, oh, even shit, videos dude. can be fucking altered, oh, dude. dude. Yeah, I saw that. The yeah. face tune, like, you're, you're slimming up the waist. You're you're making your arms look bigger, puffing the chest, jawline, whitening your teeth. Like, dude, everything that is online is a fucking lie. Like, I swear to God, dude, like, if I wasn't pursuing, like, music and, like, all these other endeavors, like, the podcast and whatnot, like, if I didn't need social media, I would not be on it. I promise you I would not be on it. But it's, like, it's, like, you mess with the bull, you got to also get the horns because it's, like, it's also, like, free advertising and it's, like, free promotion. Like, obviously, like, you're going to have to use it if you're trying to promote, like, music or whatever it is that you might do. Like, social media is kind of the way now in this digital age. But, like, dude, it's a cancer, it's yeah, a cancer, it you know, it definitely can be, you know, like I saw, you know, there was this, somebody was talking about it and they posted and it's like social media literally has people thinking like, if you're 25 years old and you don't drive a Lamborghini, you're a failure. If you don't look like a Kardashians, you're ugly. You know, it's got people brainwashed. If you're working nine to five, you're a bitch. 
Yeah, if you worked that <laughs> nine to five, you a pussy. You were making a million dollars a month. You were a failure, and you're like, oh, what? You're a failure. Ninety nine point nine 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 percent of people are never gonna do that, dude. Yeah. Like, I know, I know, I know, I know. And it's going back kind of to the, to the fitness industry is like, it's such a facade and it's such an image. Like that's why my biggest thing about the fitness industry is like, take the knowledge nuggets and kind of create your own thing. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because it's like, yeah, like these dudes might be juiced up, but you know, they might have crazy lighting or edit their, edit their shit or Photoshop, whatever. But it's like, at the end of the day, like, you know, the workouts that they're doing and you know, the quote unquote diets that they're following, like take little bits and pieces and kind of create your own sauce. If that makes sense, create your own recipe. Yeah. So like, I agree that like some like dudes do have like good workouts. Like, yeah. And like Mm -hmm. some things they do say are like true. But, like, it's just, like, what they're trying to push on everyone, like, to, like, get their programs and stuff. And then, like, then they, like, buy them and then nothing really, like, improves. And then they get, like, upset. And then they're, like, oh, I'm never going to, like, get this. And then they are just, like, it just, it's a revolving circle. Or, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just is a cycle. That's the thing with these huge influencers. And it's like, I'm sorry to, to burst anybody's bubble that might be listening that, you know, that might buy into all of it. But it's it's like a lot of these people, you know, you get up to that certain point, they don't give a fuck about us. So they just put throw together some cookie cutter bullshit and, and sell it to you. Just wanting to get a quick buck. It's a scam. It's you know? Sad, man. It's and it's like, and it's, it's like, I don't want people to sit here and, and like think that like, you know, that, that, I, that I'm a hypocrite because it's like, you know, that I, I launched like that program and like I got I got a bunch of people that are doing it. Mm. But like at the end of the day, like I put my heart and my soul into that shit and it's not about the money, dude. Like I'm giving all the money back in cash prizes. Mm. I'm just trying to lay out and, and, and help people build a foundation that they can continue to grow on in their journeys and help inspire and motivate and push them in the right direction. But I'm not sitting here and I'm like, yo, you get my program, you're going to be fucking jacked in 90 days. You're going to be huge. Like, no. I told people straight up, like, this is going to help you and guide you in the right direction. There's a difference. I'm not promising nothing. I'm promising to help, but I'm not promising that you're going to be fucking ripped. You know, crazy shredded. You know, Joey swole. (laughs) (laughs) That dude's fucking ignorant. I followed him years ago. Joey swole. Jesus, man. That guy's... Yeah. So if if you're not really big on onto any of that shit, and you kind of got you know, you're quote unquote woke when it comes to the fitness industry. You know that it's all a sham. So like, what do you kind of do? What do you follow? Because I know I know Sean's doing the uh, he's doing Bradley Martin's program right now. So kind of what do you do? Because I know you've been on a crazy journey, bro. Tell us about your fitness journey. You've made a lot of progress since I fucking met you um, at Ambrose. So kind of tell us what you've been doing. Bro. Yeah. So um, obviously when I like left ambrose i was like 200 205 210 like over 200 pounds today like Mm -hmm. i swayed myself at like 176 Um, and i did that like bod pod a couple months ago i put that on my story it was like 12.7 percent body fat too Mm -hmm. um so yeah it's been like interesting but like obviously like not it's not been easy like took like very long time to like get to where like i am like i just got like under like consistently like one under 180 like probably like during the fall and yeah. um so and it also helps like i help with the human physiology major like specifically exercise science so like everything i learn is like the correct way and like 
um like peer-reviewed like research and like evidence to like hey this is what you should do and this is what actually works so that also helps to like like have the knowledge and just consistently like be like learning and like building off of uh what I do. So yeah, it's just been like it's I think people just expect it to be like hey, like I'm going to like do my new year's resolution and I'm going to be like shredded by beach season or whatever. Like no, mm-hmm. that's I mean maybe like but that's like pretty unrealistic for most people. Um, so I was just like, when I came here, I was like, okay, I'm going to get in like good shape. I like going to the gym. Like, it's not like a chore to me. Like it's something I Mm -hmm. genuinely love doing. Um, so it wasn't, I mean, I like, there were, there were a couple like guys like Kino body, Greg O'Gallagher, even though I think he's like full (laughs) of shit too. Initially I like followed his workouts. I never gave him a dime though. Cause I was like, this guy's just full of shit too. Um, so I did his like reverse pyramid training, like fucking that stuff, like workout three days a week. I I did that initially, but since, Mm -hmm. since I've like up to four days a week, um, because obviously your body just like, you need to, you need to rest. Yeah. So like, but also like once, like the longer you work out, your body just like gets adapted to like, um, like the, the little amount. So you got like up the amount because your body just like is adapted so that also was like goes into the thing like I learned during school. Like it's you gotta like you gotta shock your body basically. Like you gotta switch it up every now and then, or else you're gonna plateau and you're gonna stay static. Yeah, exactly. So you gotta like push yourselves, and it's it's like a lot of experimentation with your own selves because like every body is different, um, mm-hmm. and every like one's gonna like react to something differently, and like someone's gonna get like strong. You could like maybe you do. Or you, can't get shredded off like three days a week. Maybe you can do that for myself. I can't really do that. Um, and since like I've upped my like workouts to four days a week, of uh, just lifting, I've like seen like a lot more like definition on myself as well. So, um, yeah. that's, and it's all about your goals as well. Like if you want to train strength, you can like train strength. I'm going for like definition right now. Summer's coming up. Mm-hmm. Summer's we'll, coming up. Look good in bathing suit, you know? Got to do cool it. body, baby. Absolutely. Come on. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's, I don't know. It's a lot of experimentation. That's what I would say. Like you got to like learn. It took a lot of learning to like, and a lot of experimentation for like at least myself. So I feel I feel like my biggest question is: so you leave Ambrose 2017. You're 200 pounds. You're 210. Whatever it was that you were. What kind of sparked like that? I need to get in the fucking gym and grind. Like what, what motivated you to start that journey in the first place? Cause like, were you an avid lifter? I know we worked out a little bit. Um, you worked out a little bit like on your own at Ambrose when we were playing baseball or whatever, but like, th- were you a big lifter before college or like what kind of started that journey for you? Um, so like the su- that summer, like when I transferred, my dad like had like this, um, he, he had like a big like heart surgery and like, I think it was just due to like an unhealthy lifestyle. And so I just didn't really like want to end up like that. And so that was kind of like the spark to, um, I guess, get me going. That was like a big motivator to be like, hey, like if I just like, if I continue like my lifestyle I was living, I'm just like not going to end up like healthy. Um, So that was like a big thing for me as well. And then I was like, I have so much time, like I can get in shape. Like this is also like very good for like, not only your physical health, but your mental health as well. 
So um, that was also a big motivator for me as well. Um, just like the overall like health aspect, like, hey, I wasn't living like a healthy lifestyle. I could make improvements. I have the time to do so. And then like the mental health, like I wasn't like, you know, in the best mind space, I guess, when I was like transferring here. So mm-hmm. that like also was like it, I mean, it's helped tremendously with that as well. Um, so that was yeah. two big motivators for me. So would you say that you, you definitely, when you started, you kind of used the gym as like an outlet, you know, for like your emotions, like whatever it is, like with the outside world that was kind of coming down on you with like that, that weight and shit on your shoulders, you kind of use that as like a way to kind of channel that. Yeah. It was like an escape. Um, it was mm-hmm. a, escape yeah that's a perfect word for yeah, it yes. it, like i mean it's just like whatever i was mad at like i could push out on the weights um and the it, it was yeah it was it was a good escape that was like the probably the best thing i could do for it and like even though like my body was sore like most of the time because like i had to like obviously get used to like weightlifting again because i didn't really weight lift during the summer at all um yeah so i had to like I mean, even though my body was sore and I was like, this was kind of a chore in the beginning. Um, It's like, I got to do this. Like, I just, I just felt like the need to do it. And like, as soon as you see progress too, like that's, that was the thing. Like just mini steps. You get, you get addicted to it. Yeah, exactly. That was like, also really helps when you see progress. It's just, that was Mm -hmm. great. I love like, that was like what made me go more. I was like, I want to see this, like just improvements each time I go. Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, you were kind of using it as an escape. Like, what were what were you trying to escape? Uh, you know, I was. What were, some, what were some of the things that you were dealing with? I just wasn't like. I don't think I wanted to be like. I don't, I don't think I was like where I wanted to be with my life. Um, mm-hmm. and then I had to deal with like that, like my dad, and like just like that stress. Like I was like, I mean, just the surgery was like it was open heart surgery, and you're like just had to deal with that stress for like a while. Um, it's a lot of weight, yeah. man. That is, that's heavy weight. Yeah. And then just like the body, I was like, I just don't feel confident either. Like, um, and like my, like, just like, yeah, I was like, maybe the body just left to like, or my body image or just like left, let, let me to like be just like have a negative mindset too. Cause I just like didn't yeah. have like a bunch of confidence in myself and stuff. So, um, obviously that's changed. Like, it's awesome. Yeah. I feel like awesome about everything now. So like you feel awesome. You look in the mirror yeah. like I'm fucking jacked. <laughs> Everything's good. The sun's out. The gun's out. You know, yeah, dude. I got no. I mean, that, I mean that's huge, bro. What you know? I kind of we, me and Sean kind of touched on it in that in that episode. And it's like if you really want to sink your teeth into it, because you know that it's a fucking marathon and it's not a sprint. Mm-hmm. If you really want to sink your teeth into it, you have to find like a legitimate reason why. And it sounds like you found it. Yeah. And it's not even like, I wouldn't even say, like do it for yourself. Don't be like, Hey, like I want to go get shredded so I can go like pick up chicks. Like that was a hundred percent. Don't do that shit. Yes. Cause then you're just like also still going to be sad. Cause you're like, mm-hmm. cause then you're like, Oh shit, I just got shredded. But I still have like no personality or like whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like those two whatever bros. Um, <laughs> so it's like, it was like that too. It's just like, okay, I'm going to do this for myself and like my family and like, you know, my friends too, just like, cause you know, they don't want to see like, no one wants to see you like upset or sad or like not kind of like down and out. and shit. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's, it was like, Hey, I'm going to do this for like the people I care about, like but mostly myself, obviously. 
um but obviously like do it for the people you care about as well so that like you live like a healthy life yeah. like, a happy life with like the people you want to enjoy it with too because I, I don't know about you guys too but it feels kind of good because when you're grinding and stuff like that it almost becomes infectious to the people around you you know like you're hanging out with your friends and like you're working out a lot and then they see you doing it and it's like fuck and then you know, they go to the gym with you once or twice. And they're like, damn, I kind of like this. And it kind of starts, it's like a domino effect, you know? Yeah, dude. It was, I mean. Ever it feels s- good, man. It's positive change. Yeah, ever since like we started too, like it was just like me and one of my other buddies here that like kind of were like the big lifters. And then like as soon as we like really got into it, there were like a bunch of our like roommates. Um, Even though like their friends were like, okay, like, hey, like I want to go to the gym now. Like what should I do? Blah, blah, blah. And I've, I've written up like – uh programs and like workouts for them and they're like oh thank you like blah, blah, blah. like and then they go do it and they're like oh this is like awesome like i love doing this yeah. now um so even that aspect is like super rewarding to like see other people do it and they like enjoy it and you're like damn this is like awesome i love doing this it feels, it feels good man to make a change yeah. especially in other people man when you kind of point them in the right direction and you kind of help them build that foundation that blueprint yeah feels good man I'm not gonna lie it feels really fucking good mm-hmm. sean what do you think yeah, I'm in the same boat. Like other you know, people seeing you like transform, it's pretty inspiring. I mean, dude, you've made a pretty fucking big transformation um from when we met. How many pounds are you down? Twenty five, right? What, me? Yeah. Yeah, about twenty five. Twenty five, man, that's crazy. Because yeah. I, I saw Nick posted a picture on uh on a Snapchat story for your birthday, dude, like when you were holding the towel. You know, and you look fu- you look fucking jack, bro. I was like, this dude's been grinding. That was in the fall, too. Been pumping that program. I know. I think it said it was like six months ago or whatever. It might have been last semester. But I was like, dude, you've been grinding. I see your Snapchat stories. Y'all pushing it. Oh, like, yeah. that's motivating, man. That's inspiring because I'm, people... people. Honestly, I'm still... What's up? I'm still at a point where I'm like, ugh, I'm not even, like, okay with it. Like I still want. Oh, to dude, that. that's that's gonna forever be your mindset. I still I look know. in the mirror and I'm like, "Fuck, I'm nowhere near where I want to yeah, be." I'm saying, I'm saying, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you have to keep that mindset though, because you you can never be complacent. Mm-hmm. You can look in the mirror and be like, "Damn, I've come a long way," but you also kind of have to remember and like to kind of keep that fire inside. Like I still got a long way to go. Yeah, you know, and it's like you guys have both come a fucking long way, man. Like that's inspiring and it's motivating, and I feel like a lot of people are afraid to give people credit where credit's due. And it's like, I see you guys, you've been fucking grinding. Like it's motivating and and it's inspiring to me. I know people might not always say it, but I know people see your stories. They see your journey. You know, they think about it and it might inspire and motivate them. You always got to remember that. Keep that in the back of your head. Like people might always not admit it, but they are watching. And y'all been grinding. You know? It's like, that's why I feel like like likes are so irrelevant, you know, because it's like, you might post a picture on Instagram and it's like, yeah, a hundred people might like it, but I guarantee you four times that people looked at it. They see you, bro. In all aspects of your life. And I feel, I feel like that's, it's, it's fucked up that like people, people nowadays are like so insecure and like so selfish that like, they're like afraid to like congratulate somebody or like be happy for somebody else's success. Like, Oh fuck, you're successful. Like, uh, like they're groveling in their own failures. And it's like, why, why can't people like uplift each other? Yeah. 
you know? Yeah, it's in uh, like I loved when like Instagram got lit- rid of like counting the likes too for that oh, like yeah. oh, my one God, like dude. day I had. It was like, oh, thank God you've actually like, fixed this, so people don't like think like their likes make them like, Probably. I guess like cool. in, yeah, inflate their head and like think they're like better yes. than everyone. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, even so, like I only like I'm not on Instagram either. Like, I just rarely go on there and like mm-hmm. i think just like the toxicity of like i'm so popular i get like x likes is like yeah a driving force to like i guess how do i want to put this it like makes people feel like way more important than they like actually are they really are. yeah like even the influencers you're like you're just posting booty pics you get like Twenty thousand likes. What are you doing? Like, what are you like contributing to society? You know, mm-hmm. you're just kind of. They'll post like a booty pic. They'll both. They'll post a booty pic and then they'll put like a motivating caption. Yeah, it was like- and it's like, uh, <laughs> or some kind of like business related caption. It's like, uh, like use promo code Sarah for twenty percent off like your bathing suit. Yeah. It's like okay, like this is like cool. Like you kind of are like, I get it. Like you're like hot. Whatever, it's fine. But like. There are also like those posts that like I mean that also can lead to people feeling like again social media is insecure. very powerful yeah and it's insecure and then you're like it makes people feel bad about themselves and don't want to like do what they want and it's do. like and it's like that booty pic that they posted has been under the microscope and edited for the last ten hours oh yeah exactly they ha- you know what I'm saying yeah they have like a professional photographer take it they have a professional editor like edit their pictures yeah you're like okay but it's I don't I don't know like what. Like what's kind of led us to kind of come to this point where it's like we're people are like afraid to like encourage and like say nice job and congratulate people for even the small victories, you know? It's like why? Like why why can't why can't somebody sit here and be like, you know, great fucking job, Sean and Bobby. You guys have been grinding and you've come a long way. I'm really happy for you that you've that you've come this far. I see the hard work that you've been putting in. Like why why is that so hard for people to say that? I don't get it. Why do you guys think? Dude, and it's, it's kind of a weird question. Never it's it's kind of like a deeper question, man. But I've been thinking about this kind of shit a lot. You know? I guess like maybe it's like it's their own insecurities. They don't want to see like others succeed while they're like failing or like struggling. Mm-hmm. You know, that I think that's also like a big part of it, I would say. Um and just like, I don't know about this too. Like even like I've heard people say like no one from your hometown like wants to see you succeed either. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just like a weird thing. Like and like even I don't give like I don't really care if like other like that's also a thing too. Like I learned that like I don't really care what others like view me as or like what I do or like mm-hmm. like I I'm just gonna do me. Like I don't I don't care. Like um, yeah. And I think like, which I think, which I think is a good mentality to have. Yeah. Like if my, like the only people I'm going to like try and like make happy or like my, like family, like, like, first of all, myself, my family, and then like the close friends, you know, that's like close. Yeah. The only people like I would really like the opinions I would care about or like would want Mm -hmm. like, I guess, recommendations or like something from, you know? Yeah. No, I feel you, but it's. It's, it's, it's a great point. I mean, at the end of the day, like that's, that's the perfect mindset to have, especially like in this digital age, like people are up there, are, they're going to hate on you no matter what. Like, dude, when I first started working out, you know, this was like back when like Instagram was kind of on the rise. It was like right when I got out of high school, like a year after, and like I was constantly posting pictures and, 
and all this and that, like, you know, in the gym, whatever. It's kind of douchey, like call it what it is, call a spade a spade. Like it was kind of douchey or whatever, but it's like, I was just like embarking on that journey and then like people started hating. It's like, for what? I'm grinding. This is my outlet. Like I'm battling so many fucking demons. Like this is what's keeping me sane. I'm sorry for sharing it. But then it's like now those same people that were hating are like asking me like, how, how do I, how do I lose this weight? How do I get in shape? So it's like the tables turn. You know what I'm saying? But you always have to kind of stay true to yourself and you have to stay authentic to you and your message. Because at the end of the day, like my, my message from day one has always been my main goal is to inspire and motivate two pillars. That's all I want to do. Mm-hmm. Like, Sean, you met me in the gym, bro. Like, I think I came up to you, started talking, yeah. like whatever, bro. Like, that's just the kind of person that, that I try to be. I mean, like, we're all human, dude. I have bad days. I'm insecure as fuck. Like, we all have that. But it's like, why not at least try to put out some form of like positivity instead of try to bring somebody down? Like, why not? Like, my mom, I think I said this on the last episode, but like my mom's rule, like when I was growing up is like, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Yeah. Like if you post a, a shirtless pic and you're proud of it, why would I go out of my way to talk down on it? Like if I have anything negative to say, why don't I just keep scrolling? Or I could leave like a, a motivating comment like, fuck yeah, dude, like you're the goat. I commented on that on your picture like last week, bro. Goat. Yeah. Like, why not? Yeah. It's like also that too. It's like, why do people go out of their way to like make people like feel shitty too? Like feel shitty. It's because those people feel shittier about themselves, Mm -hmm. you know? But it kind of brings me back to like to my main point because I was thinking about this earlier because my best friend back home, shout out Nick Quinn. um, He's been trying to find like a better job. He's got a kid on the way too. I don't know why all my fucking homies got kids on the way. (laughs) Um, He's got a kid on the way, dude. And it's going to be here in a few months and he needed like a better job, make more money and get benefits. And he just finally got the job offer. And like, I called him the goat. Like we joke around, we throw around that goat word or whatever. And he's like, did you just call me the goat? And I was like, yeah, dude, like you just got this new job. It's a huge step in your life and your career. Like I'm proud of you. And like, I sat here and I was like, fuck dude. Like I don't tell my friends or like, you know, the people that I care about or that I'm close to, like, I don't like say like, I'm proud of you. Like it may seem kind of cheesy, but like that goes a long way. Like when somebody that you're close to and like you care about, like you said, like your close friends, your family, like the only people whose opinions matter, like just a simple, simple statement. Like I'm proud of you, bro. Like that goes a long way. Yeah, it really does. Cause sometimes you you forget about it. You forget about it. And you kind of need to hear it. It's like, not everything has to be a competition. Like, trust me, like I'm very competitive and it's like me and my homies, like we always try to compete, try to level up, but like I try to keep it in a healthy way. You know what I'm saying? Because like competition, like will help motivate you to, to, to kind of grind harder and get further and whatever it is that you may be doing. But sometimes you have to st- take a step back and kind of realize like, fuck, we've come a long way. Like, dude, I'm, I'm proud of you. I see you've been grinding. Both of you guys. Like, I see you guys have been grinding for the last three, four years in your journeys. Like, I'm proud of you. Appreciate that, man. Honestly. I think, I think, I think people, I think people need to, I think it's the egos. And I think that social media, that's the word that I've been trying. That's been on the tip of my tongue for like the last three minutes. We've been talking about this. Like social media has built up like these fucking huge egos that everybody has. Like, I have to be the best. You can't be better than me. This is all, it's like, everything is a competition. We have to kind of like dumb that ego down and kind of realize we're all humans, man. Like you're on your own journey. I'm on my own own journey. Sean's on his own journey. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Like I would like also. Like we can all win, dude. Yeah, exactly. So, like <laughs> even so, like during this pandemic, like even like going back to like the lack of like getting experience and stuff, I'm like, 
I was like very insecure about that, like at the beginning when like the pandemic like started, and I was like, oh, I'm like screwed, like whatever, blah blah blah. And now I'm like sitting here like a year later, and I'm like, okay, like I'm just gonna go at my own pace, like it's my life, like stuff's gonna happen, and like not everything's gonna go like perfectly, but like I can put an effort to like what I want to do. Like you can control the mm-hmm. effort you put in, like and not everything's gonna go your way every single time, and like yeah, like this kind of sucks that like. I probably didn't get the learning experience I could get, but like I can, I'm gonna, I'm still gonna like work my ass off to like get where I want to go. Hmm. A hundred percent. It's. I feel like I feel like in this life, like everything is is perspective, and it kind of goes back to what we were talking about earlier when I was asking you guys, like, what are you like your plans, and like both of you guys said you don't know. Like, we never want to listen to our parents because they're our parents, but I know you guys both remember your parents probably said it when we were kids, like life's a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, and we're always like, oh, and like, no, it's not like, you know, we always think we're invincible, but like, it really is. And it's like, this life is not going to go according, like what we have planned out. I'm not sure if you guys are religious or whatnot, but like God or the universe, whatever you believe in, like has a bigger plan. Mm. And it's like, it's okay to not know where you're going or like what, what kind of the future holds, but kind of like what you said, Bobby, as long as whatever you do, you give 110% and you bust your fucking ass off and you give it everything that you've got. That's all that matters. Yeah, dude. You know, like it's, it's okay to fail, dude. I, I would agree. Yeah. Like I even like, I'm a perfect, like I tried it. Like I am a perfectionist. Like I hate that about myself, but like, mm-hmm. cause like if I screw up one time, I'm like, Oh crap. Like I fucked up, like whatever. But then like, obviously it's not a big deal. Like, and it's also yeah. being in your own head a lot. You like think like you're like your screw ups are like a lot bigger than they actually are. And I think like mm-hmm. I've also realized that as like I've grown to like nothing's 100%. nothing's as big of a deal or like most things aren't as big of a deal as you would like as your head makes them out to be. 100%. And I think I think that's another thing that kind of goes back onto the to the ego aspect that everybody has. Like we all have it. Like we all have egos. Like at the end of the day, like we're all human. Like I said. But nobody on social media wants to talk about their failures. And like my, my big motto is like you either win or you learn. There is no real losing unless we're, unless we're talking sports. Like obviously there's a winner and a loser. But mm. in life, like you either win or you learn. And it's like it's okay to not get everything perfect. Yeah. It's okay to like fail and fuck up. But what you have to do when you're in like those dark moments and you do fuck up is you have to realize like, okay, Why? And then what are you going to do to like better that so it doesn't happen again? You know, like we're all going to fail in this life. It's inevitable. Mm-hmm. We've, all, we've all already failed in this life, but we're going to do it again. Yeah. Like, I mean, I fail every day. It's just like mm-hmm. you, do, you mess up every single day you live. Like you're going to make a mistake. But yeah. I mean, just don't like, don't like let it ruin your day. Like mm-hmm. just like be like, okay, this, this happened. Like whatever i'm gonna learn from it move on and just like keep going and move on keep your head down keep going it's it sounds kind of cheesy bro but i think that being able to like kind of like obtain that mindset of like okay like i fucked up i failed and and move on like it was taught and it was ingrained in us in a young age Mm -hmm. because we we played a failure driven sport basically like when you play baseball dude like and you go up to bat 10 times a good baseball player is going to get a hit three out of those 10 times So that other seven times you failed. Mm-hmm. So it's like you have to be able to take that strikeout, that flat, whatever it is, and like and just leave it in the past. Leave it at that last at bat. Leave it in the last inning. You make an error. It's the same thing. Like we literally played a, a, a failure driven sport. Yeah, dude. So it's like it sounds kind of cheesy, but like that was ingrained in us. And 
like from a young age that I feel like a lot of people, you have to kind of like take certain scenarios and like look at life from a different perspective and kind of realize, you know, the lessons that you learn going like day to day life, whether it be sports or whatever it is that like you're passionate about, like you have to look at it from like almost like an alternative perspective and kind of take little life lessons and nuggets from it. Does that make sense? Oh yeah. Um, even so, like I was like talking to this dude, um, I was in Ames last weekend for like one of my like friend's birthdays. Um, and I just like accidentally like spilled, I would just like keep spilling like drinks and stuff <laughs> on people and people were like running into me. I was like, do it on purpose, whatever. And I was like, oh dude, like I feel so bad. I keep spilling like drinks on people. And he's like, like, dude, like it's a bar, like it's going to happen. Like you're so in your own yeah. head right now. And like, no one's going to remember this except for you. <laughs> Everybody's so fucked up. Yeah. It was like. <laughs> I was like, oh, you're. I was like, even I was like, real fucked up, and I was like, oh, okay, this is actually like a very good point, man. Like, I need to get out of my own head and just like have a good time, man. Like, this is like, yeah. you know, just like live. Like, you're gonna, you know, it's like stuff's live gonna life, happen, dude. man. But like, don't get in your own head so much. We can't live scared. Yeah, you know, and it's like Sean too. Like, you're you're growing your fucking business, dude. It's like sometimes you're gonna be buying those products, or whatever, and it's not gonna sell hot, and you got to take that out. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Or you didn't buy enough of something that got super hot that you could have made more money. You know what I'm saying? It's like hundred percent, bro. A hundred percent. Like, dude, like that right there is a failure driven business. Yeah, there's something that I saw the other the other day that helped me a lot is is like some quote. It said like don't focus on your past failures, just focus on like what you can do next. Cause if you're like focusing yeah. on that old part, you're gonna miss out on all these new opportunities. So I just repeat, repeat that to myself all the time. Yeah, dude. That's a good mindset, honestly. It is. It's a great mindset, you know? But it's it's just kind of crazy, you know? Just, just kind of like taking some time to like self-reflect and like look at like where our world has come to. Like I don't even like – I don't even really want to get into it, dude. But it's like there was another shooting. Yeah, it, Dwayne it's just fucking bullshit. Up in Minneapolis. It's just like – our world's falling apart and it's like at the end of the day, dude, like it sounds cheesy. It's like the little things, the little things matter. And it's like, I'm just trying to spread love to the people I interact with, man, because I feel like, I feel like not enough people do it nowadays. Bob Marley was like, what? One of the first people that, that was telling us like, we just got to spread love, man. That's all that fucking matters. One love, dude. baby. One love. One love. Yeah. You know? I think also like going back to social media, like, all the national like newspapers just like love to like be so negative all the time oh and it's God. just like yes. incredibly stressful to like read and you're just like i can't i'm not gonna like even look at any of this anymore like this sucks uh-huh like no because i feel i feel like that's like i'm not like a big conspiracy theorist too but like that's that's the thing that they're trying to do though they're trying to drive fear they're trying to they're trying to drive the divide mm-hmm. they're trying to segregate the people yeah. like i try not to get caught up in that a lot of times, like my mentor or somebody will be like, oh, did you hear about this? And it's like, I try to kind of stay off like the headlines and the news, but it's like, you know, with the shooting that happened in Minneapolis, like you see it so much. It's like, well, fuck. Now, like I've seen it, like I got to look at it. Yeah. You know, it's like, I try not to get too caught up in it, but man, I just, I don't know. I don't know where our world's going to be in, in 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. Hope it's not burning, man. I hope it's not fucking burning, dude. Who knows what's going to happen with Elon Musk? He's making robots and he's making SpaceX and all this other shit. It's AI doing. technology. What the fuck, dude? AI. Oh, God. But, terrifying. 
I think that's good, man. I'm I'm really happy, Bobby, that you came out of the podcast. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy that uh, we got to catch up and kind of get get a get an outsider's insight. Yeah, it was a good time. You know. Yeah, honestly, I was really happy that you reached out. Thank you guys for having me, dude. This is awesome. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Episode three, the Bobby Magnus, <laughs> Bobby Magnum, as we called him at Ambrose. Once again, the Heavyweight Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. The Heavyweight Podcast, where we talk about the heavy things in life and hope to take some of that weight off your shoulders. It's your boy, Jeffrey. And your boy, Sean. See you guys. Thanks for listening. Signing off. Peace. Peace.